You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Utes. Welcome in to your daily podcast focused on the Utah Utes. Brian and I just so happened to be at Utah Fall Camp Day 1 and had a great opportunity to talk with Kyle Whittingham and the rest of the coaching staff, etc. Brian, do we have anything to talk about based on what we learned? Jake, you know how it goes when you're up there. Nobody's happy to see you. There's nothing happening. It's like a ghost town. No, that's not the case at all. Josh Furlong showing off the pandemic beard, never looking better. Uh, Great to see all the rest of the media members up there. Josh Newman is still very tall. That was exciting to confirm. I'm glad that he hasn't shrunk. It was very worrying. But Kyle Whittingham was showing off the new shoes. He was taking jabs at Freddie while he was doing his interview, asking him why he's taking so long. It's good to see that even in their age, like the civil, sibling rivalry rolls on but it was just great to be up at practice today and and to hear everybody talk yeah that, that was the best part about it and we're going to recap it all you'll hear from kyle whittingham part of his media session we cut it up let you guys hear from him what he had to say after day one you'll also hear an exclusive conversation brian uh, spoke with brant keithy one-on-one we'll get to that conversation we'll just have some fun recapping day one of camp kyle it's all brought to you today by our good friends over the locked on pac-12 podcast cindy robinson has got everything up and down the conference covered for you guys Download that show wherever you get your podcast, just like this one. And without further ado, here on a Thursday, let's get rolling. This is the Locked On Utes podcast for August 5th, 2021. Once again, this is the Locked On Utes podcast, your daily podcast focused on all things University of Utah athletics. Hope you all are doing fantastic. Brian, first of all, it was good to see you in person. Uh, You and I have been talking virtually for quite a while, but it's always good to see you in person, in the flesh, as it were. And it was just fun to be at a media session, honestly. Yeah, the general consensus is that I look like my Twitter profile, so I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Maybe I'm not filtering my picture properly, but it was good to see a bunch of people. First time getting to meet uh, our good friend Who from uh, the Hitting the High Notes and working for KSL Sports as a producer now. Uh, good to catch up with friends Josh Furlong, Steve Bartle, uh, Michelle Bodkin, who's been on the podcast. Just everybody who covers University of Utah Athletics. I mentioned Josh Newman previously. But really, Jake, the best part about it was having you up there on the hill. It just felt Oh, right, my man. It's you just fun. look so good up there. <laughs> there would be some folks down south who would who would beg to dis- uh, would would disagree with you on that. But you know what? It was they're fun. wrong. That's fine. Yeah, they're they're wrong. But it was just fun. I, I I enjoyed actually being at a media session in person with the scrum, talking with coaches. It's it's hot. It's sweaty because it's still a hundred degrees outside. It feels like there's smoke in the air. But I could not be more excited to be talking fall camp. And that's the kind of the fun part about this, Brian. Is we got to go out there and talk with Jim Harding. We got to talk with Freddie Whittingham, Kyle. Whittingham. Uh, we also did some interviews uh, for the podcast. You'll hear one of them with Brant Keithy a little later on in today's show. What was kind of your overall sense of what you took away from day one? 
positive. It, it just, it, it was even weird to see Kyle Whittingham almost excited to see us. Like the media felt welcome there. And, and I think it really is indicative of just how difficult the pandemic has been on, on everyone, but even more so these programs and these athletes and talking to some of the guys, they, they still have some, I don't know if I'd call it PTSD, but some reservations like, is this season really even going to happen? And with all the, the rumors about variants and things like that floating around, there's nervousness without a doubt. But I think the biggest part about it was it, it was people were just happy to be together and, and to be getting back into football. And, and, you know, we have actual things to talk about now instead of just you and I throwing out random questions and, and trying to design offenses in our head, which, listen, as much fun as that is to talk about in the offseason, I'd much rather hear Kyle Whittingham talk about things like that. And that's the thing. We did get a chance to speak with Kyle Whittingham, and I think the the biggest tidbit, and it's actually a very short clip, we're going to play it here momentarily for you folks, is that Kyle Whittingham is very high on this team. And let me let me preface this by saying, my experience with Kyle Whittingham is when he says something as profound as what you're about to hear, take it to heart because he truly believes it. This is a guy, and we've already talked about this, how coaches speak to the team through the media. Kyle Whittingham is among the best at doing it. He, he very much sends a message to his team via the media sessions he does. Well, he said this 2021 team, at least uh, so far, has a very familiar uh, sense to him as one recent team that was very very good here you go we have no shortage of leadership on this team this feels a lot like the 19 team in a lot of regards brian he thinks that this 2021 team has feelings similar to 2019 uh that is some high praise coming from the head man himself He's not alone. Uh, Yogi Roth said as much after Pac-12 Media Days. Maybe some of that is because Britton Covey is still around. Hard to really say in regards to that. But I think more so what it means is that the the vibe of this team, the focus, the returning starters, the, the 19 of them all overall, and, and really it probably would have been a couple more had Nate Ritchie not departed on an LDS mission. But that many returning starters, guys choosing to come back rather than going into the NFL, there's a serious vibe of 2019-ism there, unfinished business, all that sort of thing. But I think even more than that, this just feels like a really talented team with some uh, strong leadership and, and some real dedication to what's at hand here. And that's got to be a positive if you're, if you're a Utah fan. you got to love hearing that. Well, yeah, you you got to take it to the heart and really believe, okay, this team is going to be good, and you got to trust that because, as I said, Kyle Whittingham, he doesn't mince words. This is a guy, by and large, when he says something, you, you can take it to the bank because he actually believes it. This is not a guy who's just going to bluster just for the hell of it. It's plain and simple. It's just not his style, and very interesting to hear him talk about that. Uh, one other clip I want to get to here, and we'll get to more of these clips here in just a moment in the second segment of today's show. But one other clip here, Brian, is I think there's a huge question mark around Cam Rising. Obviously, we're all wondering, okay, is he fully healthy? Well, Kyle Whittingham was asked that question, and here's what he had to say. 100%. Yep, looked great today, looked like his old self, and uh, I detected no lack of arm strength. He took every rep that he was supposed to take and uh, said he felt great. Well, Brian, apparently Cam Rising is 100%. Uh, he had told some media members, I believe Josh uh, Newman among them at Pac-12 Media Day, he thought that Rising was 95%, maybe his arm 
arm strength wasn't fully back, but apparently after one day of practice, he has changed his opinion, and apparently we're full go with Cam Rising. Yeah, I believe his exact words were that he detected no lack of arm strength, which if we're playing the in our estimation game, that means he can throw the crap out of the football <laughs> right now, and that's a good sign for the University of Utah. I do wonder if that's going to be enough to unseat uh, Charlie Brewer, who is, you know, entrenched himself in that role since the very beginning of spring we've talked about it before that these two quarterbacks both bring talent to the table they bring excellent ability i think the difference is that brewer brings experience and some decision making whereas rising brings playmaking and some do-it-allness with his feet and his arm so it's going to be a tough uh tough contest We'll say it that way. Whittingham wouldn't put a timeline on things, which I think is the right move because you really don't know what Cam Rising is going to do right now. Yeah, and I, I really think this is going to be a true quarterback battle, honestly. It seems like it's gearing up. These two guys are kind of the top contenders. Obviously, guys like Jaquindon Jackson and Peter Castelli will be uh, challenging as well, but I feel like it's a two-horse race, Brian. Uh, maybe you disagree with me on that, but I think it's going to be down to Rising or Brewer here, and may the best man win, honestly. And you want the best man in that position, obviously, to lead you, hopefully, to more wins and hopefully a Pac-12 championship and who knows what else beyond that. But coming up here in just a minute, we'll continue on talking about what we learned from Kyle Whittingham's media session a little later on in today's show. You'll also hear from uh, Brant Keithy, star tight end for the U had a chance to speak with Brian one-on-one. We'll get to all of that here in just a moment. But first, Brian, let's talk about our good friends over at Rock Auto. Many of you have heard us talk about this company, but Brian and I have both used Rock Auto to keep our vehicles in tip-top shape. I was driving a lot yesterday, Brian. I drove from Salt Lake. I had to go to the South Valley to run an errand. Then I had to go down to Utah County for another errand. Had to go back up to Salt Lake for Utah football practice. And then finally was able to drive home back to Utah County. The good part is all of the parts I have ordered from Rock Auto, my vehicle is in tip-top shape, had no issues whatsoever. Yeah, it's great, and and that's how it really should be. That's the benefit of going through a company like Rock Auto. You're going to save money. You're going to get the kind of service you need. They're going to use your expertise rather than some surly individual behind the counter who maybe doesn't even want to be there. Uh, so that's the best part that their selection is much broader than any of your local auto parts store. So that's why you go to rock auto. Number one, save money. Number two, get the right part. Number three, they're going to treat you well. And number four, it's going to be easy. Yeah, that's what we love about it. They want to save you time and money, and they make sure they take care of you that way. Go to rockauto.com right now and find the parts available for your car or truck that you might happen to need. Make sure you're right locked on in the How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car, truck, or SUV could ever need. Check them out at rockauto.com. Continuing on now with our recap of day one of Camp Kyle for the Utah football program. And Brian, uh, Kyle Whittingham said by and large his team is in camp with one notable exception. Max's Tupai will not be part of the team this year. And here's what Kyle Whittingham had to say about Max's status. No, it doesn't look like Max will be with us this year. And so that's uh, unfortunate and uh, we'll miss him. But uh, it's, he's going he's gonna to be uh, not with us as far as uh, playing for us this year. So there you go, Kyle Whittingham explaining what's going on with Max's Tupai. It sounds like, yeah, he is going to miss the season upcoming. And it's a disappointment, I think, because he 
figured he would, well, we both figured, in my opinion, that he would be a part of at least the rotation there at defensive end. How big of a loss is this in reality, Brown Bear? Oh, it's a tough question to really quantify st- statistically because I think what you lose is experience. You lose a guy who's been productive before. You lose a guy that has some versatility. You lose a guy that you know can rush the quarterback, and he has a skill set that's valuable. He's incredibly explosive. He's done a really good job of developing his hands and working to get his hands inside. You know, he's a guy that's got a little bit of shorter arms, so it's it's really been a lot of hard work to get to that point. So you're losing a refined piece of equipment, but the the difference is is that you've got lots of new equipment and storage that you really just haven't put out there yet in guys like Van Fillinger and Xavier Carlton and Mickey Sigurdaraga, who we really haven't talked about a whole lot because they've kind of had to bring him along a little bit slower because of, of some injury things and, and whatnot, but he's fully healthy and back practicing in camp, and, and really that's a nice three-headed monster to have at that position. The other thing, too, is they have a lot of options in what they can do in terms of mix and match with Devin Kafusi and Devin Lloyd, uh, just a, a, a very deep roster um, with, with position guys and, and, and you know who you want to put at the edge position there. It gives them a lot of options. So overall, I don't know that it's a tremendous loss in terms of actual value. Uh, to the defense, but I think it's it's always sad to see a an experienced player who had some opportunities to better his situation uh, not be able to play. Yeah, that that's the thing about it is, is you, you you wish him nothing but the best, regardless of whatever his status is, and hopefully he can move on and whatever is next for him, whether it's playing football once again or whatever. But we'll wish him nothing but the best. But other things that Kyle Whittingham touched on. Obviously, this running back room has got a lot of talent in it. They brought in a lot of different transfers, Brian. Well, I just so happened to ask him, well, what were your thoughts on the running backs after day one? And here was Kyle's assessment. Really good. Tavion Thomas is a great addition. He's out of shape, but he's 240 pounds and about 6'3", and, and uh, he probably needs to drop 15 pounds, but uh, he looked really good today. T.J. Pledger looked good. Chris Curry looked good. Makai Bernard looked good. And so uh, we think we've got a pretty good stable of, of backs to draw from. Brian, how many running backs do you know that stand 6'3 and weigh 240 pounds that are not Derrick Henry? Currently, just one. Uh, I compared Davion Thomas to Thomas Fortune, who is the last running back that I can remember that that was that tall and that wide at the University of Utah. But uh, Tavion Thomas, we've talked about it on this show a lot, is a very, very unique uh, athlete. His, His size, his speed... The, the way that he gets after it, he can really block, too, on the outside. And mm-hmm. you can hear it in Kyle Whittingham's voice that he's excited about what Thomas brings to the table as soon as he gets into shape. Uh, 15 pounds sounds like a lot when you're going through fall camp. Probably sure. not so much. Well, yeah, that's the thing. is These guys are going to be working their absolute rear ends off. So carving 15 pounds off of Tavion Thomas, if he's willing to do it, they will carve that weight off of him, and he will get into better shape. But even at 6'3", 225, Brian, that is an absolutely gigantic running back, and there's a lot of intrigue there with a guy like Tavion Thomas. And I know that we're leaving out the three other running backs are in the mix, but Kyle Whittingham seemed very intrigued by what Thomas brings to the table. And he talked a little bit about what Makai Bernard can do in terms of splitting out and, and playing a little bit in the wide receiver 
uh, position. Now, that doesn't mean that Bernard's going to move to wide receiver. Yeah. What it means is he's got some versatility, right? And and he can split out. He can motion from the backfield. And when you have a big and a, a, a speed back like uh, Tavion and, and a more slasher versatile back like Makai Bernard and also TJ Pledger, that really just gives you a ton of options. Yeah, and that's the thing. Let's be clear about this. Makai Bernard is not going to be a wide receiver for the University of Utah. I think there was some confusion on social media last night, Twitter in particular, that Brian and I both saw saying, Makai Bernard moving to wide receiver? No. Kyle Whittingham was simply expressing the fact that Bernard's skill set makes him versatile enough if they were to need him, they could put him at wide receiver. And it's a weapon that you can utilize at different points. The good news is, in that case, is that he's a weapon out of the backfield. That right there is something you need to take advantage of if you're the University of Utah because being able to attack a team with a running back in the passing game, it's a great, great weapon to have. And if a guy like Makai Bernard can fill that role, it only makes Utah's offense that much deeper and that much more versatile. Uh, One final clip here before we move on to other topics from Kyle Whittingham's media session, Brian, was a question that was posed to him right at the very end of his his media session. And by the way, I should probably have said this up front. If you'd like to hear the entirety of what Kyle Whittingham had to say, go to 1280thezone.com. I, of course, work for the Zone Sports Network. I'm posting all of the audio from Utah Fall Camp up there. You also can search out the Zone Sports Network-Utah Utes or University of Utah and find the podcast feed that will have all that audio. You can hear, listen to all of the audio. It's all raw. It's all condensed. It's all there available to you guys. Listen anytime. But he was asked right at the end of his media session, well, Kyle, uh, obviously the question gets posed to you all the time. Would you like to throw the football more or do you need to throw the football more? And it seems like Coach Witt might be lightening up a little bit. Here you go. Uh, we think that we need to do a better job throwing the ball this year. That's that's one of our uh, objectives. Now, you know, we're not going to drop back and throw it 60 times, but we need to be more productive, have more, uh, and be more efficient in the throw game. All right, Brian. Utah is not going to be 1990s BYU, apparently, throwing the ball 60 times, a.k.a. a Ty Detmer type of offense, but... It does sound like Kyle Whittingham understands they need to have a more, uh, how should we say it, a more open offense, more of a passing game, make it a bigger element of this team. Because I think he realizes it's truly been the one thing that has held Utah back in their pursuit of a Pac-12 title. Yeah, it's going to be his favorite word, right? Efficient. They want an efficient passing attack. So they don't need to throw it 60 or 70 times a game to make the passing attack efficient. They're going to run deeper level routes. They're going to play off the play action a lot. They're going to use the run game to set up the pass game. And they're going to try and really stick it down defense's throats when they run the ball, as they should. There's so much talent there in terms of what they can do running the football. And and we haven't even gotten into – you know what the uh, potential of a Jaquindon Jackson package is, who yep. is 6'3", 240. So actually, you know, you asked me how many running backs do you know at that size? Well, I guess Utah <laughs> has two technically. The benefit is that one can actually throw like a quarterback, though. So there's a lot to, to go off of. Utah has a lot of weapons. They're not traditionally built where they have 18 deep or 15 deep at the wide receiver position, but they have great tight ends. They have a deep running back room. They have a quarterback or three who can run the football. Charlie Brewer, not known as a running quarterback, but he does have some moves out of the backfield. It, it, like We wouldn't call him a dual threat by any stretch. No. Um, but you have Cam Rising who can come in and do a little bit of that too. And, and I'm not advocating for a dual quarterback system, 
But we've seen Utah have some success with a Shelly package in the past. Why not do it with, with Rising or Jaquindon Jackson? It would be fun. There's no doubt about it. It's all about being versatile, being able to attack defenses, get, take away what they will give you. And I think Utah has done a good job about building this offense. And obviously, we'll see how things progress during fall camp. But really fun to talk with Kyle Whittingham. Uh, we will wrap up today's show next with an exclusive conversation with Brant Keithy. Brian had a chance to speak with him one-on-one. You'll hear that conversation. We'll also give you some more of our thoughts about day one and what we expect moving forward. Uh, The next time we'll be out at practice, by the way, will be Friday evening at 6 o'clock is when the media is expected to be able to have access to speak with coaches and players once again. And obviously, we'll get more updates and have those for you guys every day here on the podcast. But before we get to Brant Keithy, Brian, let's talk about our friends over at Bet Online. We absolutely love this company. It is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all of your sports action and when I say all they mean it no matter what your interest might be Olympics NFL futures college football futures uh, you like cricket tiddlywinks I guarantee they've got the odds for you in whatever your interest is and they're not afraid to set some odds uh, as well if you have something that maybe you want to place a bet on you can reach out to them they're just the best spot to go if, if that's the avenue you want to roll. And look, there's a lot of benefit to it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you can learn a lot about yourself. Uh, I am not a great gambler when it comes to things that I don't know about. I also don't know the rules of gambling. Well, I, I'm starting to learn them now. And those are things that, that really... Uh, come to mind so maybe that's something that you want to delve into if you're looking for a new hobby or a way to make your current hobby of following sports actually pay off thou shalt never take the under <laughs> exactly just, i'm just messing i it's just, a gambling manifesto a gambling man- there you go but in the meantime guys go to betonline.ag you can sign up for a free account there while you're there make sure to take advantage of the 50 percent welcome bonus they're offering to all of our listeners right here on locked on use how to take advantage of that is you go to betonline.ag use the promo code locked on and 50 percent of whatever you deposit the first time is added into your account as free money to bet with Take advantage of the offer now. It's all courtesy of Bet Online, as they are your online sportsbook experts. All right, folks, before we go here on this edition of Locked On Utes, let's catch up on an, a pretty newsworthy bit that came out right around the same time we were meeting up with the football coaching staff for media availability. Brian, break the news for our listeners a change at the top for Utah men's lacrosse. Sad news for somebody like me who who got to know Coach Brian Holman extremely well, but he will not be returning to the University of Utah. Said that he was always on a five year plan, and that his five years at the University of Utah has taken him to where he feels comfortable that the program has been uh, established, and it has. They've joined the A Sun. Mm-hmm. He's had a lot of success. It's definitely been a long road to go from a club sport to being a legitimate D one option, and and so. Hats off to him and the rest of his crew, uh, Will Manny and, and his son, um, the whole gang. The, the, those guys will be just fine. You know, the, the PLL, the Premier Lacrosse League that they're involved with has really taken off. And mm-hmm. uh, I think it's more sad and, and, and difficult for someone like me who had gotten to know Coach Holman a little bit and knew how great he was. Uh, he was great to work with, fun to talk to, learned a lot from him, and I wish him the best on whatever his next endeavor is. The good part about it is that he's left the program in excellent shape, and they'll have an opportunity to go out and get a premier head coach in the lacrosse uh, stratosphere and, and keep this program moving forward. Yeah, that's the that's the good news is, yeah, this is not a 
barren uh, cupboard program right now. That's the good news is they, the new coach will have pieces to work with. He has a, he'll have a conference that they already are members of officially in the A-Sun. So there's a lot of advantages right now going for Utah lacrosse, and we'll be looking uh, forward to seeing who ultimately gets uh, gets tabbed as the new head coach for the University of Utah men's lacrosse program and, of course, bring that news to you guys whenever it actually happens. All right, uh, before we go, we promised an interview with Brant Keithy. Brian had a chance to speak with him one-on-one. A unique conversation because Brand is an interesting character, Brian. I think anybody who's interacted with him understands that. But let's get to it. Here you go. Brian Brown speaking with Utah tight end Brant Keithy. Here with Brant Keithy and Brian Brown with Locked On Utes. Brant, first off, we're going to start this with a really serious question. What was the best part of your summer? I would probably say just getting my body right, um, getting my diet in order. I don't think I've taken that seriously enough. And uh, just getting with the guys because I wasn't, I didn't do much during the spring and just trying to get in with the quarterbacks and honestly just hanging out with everybody, trying to get in the groove because we haven't been around with each other much and it's just kind of nice to link up and uh, just kind of get some, that uh, connection going. So no trips, nothing like that, nothing fun, just all uh, business? Somewhat, I mean, when I was back home, I ended up going to Hawaii, but I didn't do much after that. I just kind of chilled and trained. It's that, probably good to for get, the most part. get back with the family yeah. and everything like that. Yeah, it was nice. It's awesome. You mentioned trying to get your body right. What is that one of your focuses as you go into this season, and what else are you focusing on? Yeah, for sure. I, I just haven't been a big guy on diet and just taking care of my body because I just feel like I was young and I can do anything. But when getting older, like I wouldn't say I'm that old, but uh, just getting older, just making sure I maintain my body and kind of re- the recovery process just to make sure my body holds up throughout the season and just stand beyond. You guys have a loaded room in the tight end room, a lot of good talent, a lot of good players. You're clearly the, at the forefront of that room. Do you consider yourself a leader because of that? And what other roles do you kind of take on in that room? And, and along those lines as well, what other roles do the other guys take on? Uh, I would say we kind of we kind of carry the whole squad, each and every guy. I mean, I try and be a little more vocal, trying to bring the younger guys along, trying to help them with all the plays and kind of because uh, some of the newer guys don't know much because just being a college system is a little bit different. But um, I mean, we each play a role. We, we kind of help each other out, kind of guide each other. And whenever one guy's down, another guy picks us up. So I think we collectively get a good get a group going. All right, last question. Who's got the most swag out of the tight ends? I would probably say me. Yeah. Just, it's bias. I mean, it's me, but also, also I really do think uh, – I mean, I don't think anybody has shoe game. I don't either, but uh, I mean, I feel like I dress the best. Yeah. yeah. Cole just got that drip because he got oh. the long hair, right? Uh, yeah, he looks it. like Jesus, so you can't really beat that. Yeah, Heavenly Father, yeah, we get it. We get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, listen, thank you so much for joining Appreciate us today. Good luck with the season thank and, you. and good luck with everything else. Appreciate it. Having some fun there with Brant Keithy as, as we introduce these – maybe Utah stars that you already know, but maybe don't know as well a little bit here on the Locked On Utes podcast. We'll for sure catch up with him a little bit more down the road and talk some more football, but wanted to kind of get an idea of, of who Brent really is. He's uh, he's a pretty matter-of-fact business-like guy, but very confident in himself, and, and you could hear from the comments about you know how they all share the load, that, that he is the penultimate team guy, and and uh, you know he he really has bet on himself since he's at the University of Utah, and it's fun to see him have success after doing that because 
heaven knows that plenty of people have told him that he couldn't do what he's done here. It's just, there's no doubt about that. Because I, I think we've talked about this in the past on the podcast. Brian, I think it's pretty easy to acknowledge that he was essentially the afterthought of the twin brothers that Utah was recruiting. His, his brother was more highly thought of as a recruit. Brant just so happened to kind of be, I guess, the guy that you recruited in, to ensure that you got the twins to come to the University of Utah. But, Wow. What a revelation he has become. He's been an absolute weapon all over the field for Utah. And if you listen to Freddie Whittingham's media session from yesterday, sounds like you're going to see Brant Keithy and maybe even more uh, sets, more looks this year than previously thought. He was diplomatic when we asked him about that. said it's not really his place to lobby for that kind of stuff, but I said he absolutely needs to. <laughs> uh, he's a great young guy, and I'm excited for him this year as he's finally getting the attention that he deserves. And, and he'll be able to do what he really wants to do and, and showcase his skill set how he wants to do it and, and prove to everyone how good he really is. And I think we saw what, what he was capable of 2019, and, and this year it, it's just going to be even better for him. Looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun. But a big thank you to all of you for joining us here on Locked on Utes. It's been fun to actually talk about, you know, actual news stuff. <laughs> That's the fun part about it. Uh, it's been a blast to catch up with coaches and players. We'll have more conversations like the one you just heard from Brand Keithy throughout fall camp in the upcoming season. But, Brian, before we go, what are your final thoughts for our listeners? It's here, Jake, and it's great, and it's it's real and it's spectacular. It I was, was so say, great to be you, up there. You got to get the line in there. They're real, or it's real, and it's spectacular. It really was, and it was just such a good feeling to be up there, almost like a feeling of relief that, like, okay, this really could happen the way that we all hope it's going to happen. And, and to hear all the comments from Kyle Whittingham talking about how the team is handling their business on and off the field makes you realize that like when things actually kick off, that this team is going to be focused, zeroed in, and doing the very best that they can to succeed at their mission, which is to win a Pac-12 championship. Now, there's going to be a ton of storylines along the way, so stay tuned. We're going to have the best breakdowns of, of anybody out there. We're going to try and get to practice as much as possible and get get you that good, good sound, uh, even if the lawnmowers are going to try and interrupt it. But uh, <laughs> It's it just, it's here, and, and let's have some fun with it and enjoy this season because we almost didn't have one last year, so definitely not taking this one for granted at all. That lawnmower, Kyle Whittingham, has that bad boy plan, so expect it, folks, but we'll have some fun along the way. But a big thank you once again for your support. Follow us on social media. Search out Locked on Utes on Twitter. Brian, you can find him at Brown Bear SLC. I'm at Jacob C. Hatch on Twitter. And as always, re- feel free to reach out via email. LockedOnUtes at gmail.com is the email address. Until next time, this has been the Locked on Utes podcast for August 5th, 2021, and we will talk to you guys manana. Manana.